0: Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you illuminating anorexia, eating, self and body issues. Great to have your company. Today, I want to speak about coping with weight restoration. And this assumes that you are low weight, perhaps anorectic. And a couple of things we need to say here to begin is... This information is not intended to take the place of medical information or input from your health professional. It is aimed to help you, the person out there struggling with an eating disorder, to think about how to move forward from the place that you currently are. And it's really important to say first up that eating disorders are really serious, potentially life-threatening problems. And when you are really low weight, starving your body, anorectic, you can be putting your health in serious jeopardy. It's also important to say that you don't have to be a low weight to be putting your health in jeopardy. If you are starving your body, if you are binging and purging and punishing your body, your body, your physical health is at risk. And you should be need to be under the care of a medical doctor i can't stress that enough it is absolutely critical for you to be under medical supervision you know i don't believe anyone who finds themselves stuck in an eating disorder chose to be in the place they currently are. But what we know is as we journey along the path of food and weight restriction, food restriction, and then as that becomes more and more impossible for most people, they end up in a pattern of binging and then going back to restrictions, possibly purging, punishing, laxative abuse, all of these behaviours can put your health at risk. For someone in the restricting anorectic category, they may just be continually and progressively limiting their food intake such that they get emaciated and at a very low weight. Now you can be at a higher weight, and starving your body and the, the risks are there for you as well the sort of things you need to be aware of are things like um feeling weak fainting blackouts feeling disoriented confused too weak to walk or if you collapse painful muscle spasms chest pain having trouble breathing finding blood in your bowel movements or urine or vomit Um, having an irregular heartbeat or a very low heartbeat, cold or clammy skin indicating a low body temperature. You know, starvation, malnutrition has serious consequences. And all this underscores the importance of being under medical care. But I want to say to you, if you experience any of those symptoms, you need to get yourself ASAP to the doctor or to the emergency department of your local hospital. In Australia, we have an excellent publication called Eating Disorders First Aid Guidelines. And that comes from Origin Youth Health Research Centre, the University of Melbourne. Um, I'm going to make that available or a link to that available on my website. It is a really good information sheet about eating disorders in general, and also the sort of um, what you can see in terms of physical, psychological, behavioral uh, warning signs, what to do, what to look for in an emergency, so that those around you and you yourself can be aware of those signs that are pointing to more urgent attention being required. So that's the first thing to say. Eating disorders are serious. They can be potentially life-threatening and particularly with starvation, malnutrition, there are serious consequences. I want to say that first up and yet what I really want to talk about is how to cope with weight restoration because when you are coming out of anorexia, when you are moving into recovery, the thing that you are most afraid of is putting on weight. And yet this is the very thing we must do in order to recover a life worth living. So how do we do that? Well, number one, we do it under medical supervision. And the more emaciated you may be, and or the more malnourished you may be, the more Imperative it is that you un- are under professional help because there are consequences, even in refeeding from a very low weight. There are risks associated with refeeding from a very low weight that must be done under the care of a medical team so that you do not put the body, which has been malnourished and starving, under too much stress in that process there is a process going forward to help you gain weight and for some people that will be inpatient treatment if you are very malnourished if you have any of those signs that i've just um, elaborated and or if you want to go to my website check out the mental health um, eating disorder first aid guidelines I strongly encourage you to do that and to know that if you are in that category and yet wanting to move forward, wanting to recover your life, you need help to do that. That's the first thing to say. It's kind of like just laying a a bottom line here. But now I'm going to move forward assuming that you are not in that um, at, at emergency risk, that you are low weight, scared of moving forward, scared of gaining weight, scared of what does that mean as you start to eat more? And I just want to talk about that briefly because that fear stops people from going forward. You know, the the most important thing I can say to you as a physiotherapist, as a professional counsellor, as a long-term recovered survivor of anorexia, what I can say to you is this. As you learn to look after your body, Including taking in adequate nutrition, your body will look after you. You will return to a weight. That is healthy for your build, your genetics, your physical makeup. It will be a healthy weight for you. It will be a weight at which you do well in life. Your concentration is good, your energy is good, your hair is not falling out, you are feeling, you know, you can think clearly and you can actually take hold of life. You can take hold of a life worth living. And that is the aim of recovery. You know, the fear that binds us in an eating disorder, keeps us locked in this horrible, vicious cycle of restricting and staying in a place that is not helpful because we're terrified of gaining weight and or losing control. But the eating disorder lies to you. Um, The voice in your head lies to you. A couple of things that can help to help you move forward, I believe, is number one, knowledge. And the biggest overarching knowledge that you need is to know that your body is your friend. Your body is designed to help you survive and thrive in life. So when you are really low weight, your body has gone into survival mode. It is hunkering down. It is, you know, your blood pressures dropped, your heart rates dropped. Everything has gone down into this really... Survival mode just to keep you alive. So, when you start to refeed, your body is going to have to go through a process, as I said and say again, that should be done under medical supervision with a team a dietitian, a doctor therapists, counselors that can support you in that journey. For a lot of people who are severely underweight, that will occur within an inpatient environment. For some people, that may occur, they may not be in such a, a dangerously low weight, emaciated position, and that may occur in an outpatient environment with a doctor overseeing the situation, with a dietitian, with a therapist. My position in that team environment is if the person is able to hold ground and move forward, then fantastic. They can, if, if, you can, if you can move forward from the position that you are in with the support of a team in an outpatient environment, that's fantastic. But if you cannot, if you are going backwards, if you are losing more weight, if you are moving into a more dangerous physical position, then it simply means that you need more intensive support. And more intensive support is available. What can often stop a person moving into that more intensive support is the fear that they are going to get fat and they are going to lose control. But I think the most important thing you need to know is is that as you work with a team of health professionals, the aim is not to make you fat or lose control. The aim is to re-nourish, re-feed your body, to move out of malnutrition into a place where you can, your body, your health, your vital signs are stable and you are able to think more clearly. And then you can actually benefit from, you know, thinking and maybe exploring some of the factors that go, are going on below the surface that keep you wanting to perhaps revert to disordered eating behaviors. You know, as you feel better physically, you will also feel better mentally. It is a journey though. It's not an easy journey. But when your health is at risk, which can be determined by your doctor, then that will determine just what level of support you need more intensive support, inpatient support, outpatient support. You know, what is it that you need? But the the most important thing I can say to you is, look, if you've been low weight and you are recovering weight, your body will go through a bit of a journey. There is a bit of a journey involved. So let's talk about what you can do, some helpful thoughts about gaining weight from a low weight. We're going to assume that you are working with a team. Well, number one, accurate information is better than uninformed fear. Again, accurate information is better than uninformed fear. So what I would suggest you do is get information from your team as to what to expect as your body is rehydrated, and renourished from a malnourished state. Much will depend on the severity of your eating disorder. Fluid retention, bloating, wind, cramps, all of these things and others can be expected as the body readjusts. But what you need to keep in the forefront of your mind is that all of these changes are temporary and they will settle as you continue to feed your body under the guidance of your team. As you move towards a gradual refeeding and at the same time keep knocking the fears that challenge your refeeding, keep knocking them on the head, you will, your body will recover. Your body will return to a healthy weight range, it will recover its equilibrium. Your, you know, the fluid retention and the fat distribution, which may go through a bit of a journey, it will settle. You need to know that these changes are temporary, and the best. People that can help you in your recovery journey are your doctor, your dietitian, your therapist, your team can help allay those fears that have to do with weight gain, recovering your health from a malnourished state. Really important. The second thought is the sooner you seek help, the better. So if you recognize that you are not in an acute anorectic space, but you are sliding down the scales, you look at those um, eating disorder first aid guidelines, you recognize that you've got some of those behaviors and thought patterns going on in your world, some of the physical symptoms. If you recognize yourself on the pathway of an eating disorder, the very best thing you can do is to knock it on the head, nip it in the bud, early intervention is the key because you do not want your eating disordered thoughts and behaviors and health consequences to become entrenched the further down the track you go with an eating disorder the harder it is to recover it's not impossible but you are making the journey harder and i can tell you for myself and from every other person who has recovered from an eating disorder these disorders consume life consume health I am a great believer in restoration and redemption. You know, but is there a better way to travel through life than through an eating disorder? Yes, there is. Would I change things if I could go back in time? Yes, I would. But I didn't have the information then that I have now. And I can tell you that dealing with life through restricting your food intake, which can become a runaway train, hence going down the scales into anorexia, into emaciation, low weight, and or malnutrition. These things do not take you towards life, towards health, towards the goals that you have in your heart that can be recovered as you work through your eating disorder recovery. So number one, Accurate information is better than uninformed fear when it comes to what's going to happen in your body as you gain weight. Number two, the sooner you seek help, the better. Number three, remind yourself why you began recovery in the the first place. Maybe think about some of the things that eating disorder has taken from you, your health, hope, energy, relationships, work or study or career, opportunities, money, Make a list of these things and keep it handy when you need to remember why you want to stick to your recovery plan. And think about what you want to look forward to by healing. Maybe make a gratitude list of all the things you love or have loved about life. Get really specific. Things like playing with your dog, creating art, chatting with your sister, dancing with your friends scrunching autumn leaves under your feet, the smell of freshly cut grass, watching ocean waves snuggling up by a fire, road trips into the country, sitting at your favorite cafe with a coffee and a notepad and nobody else around. I don't know what it is for you but think about the things that you have loved in your life and that will make a life going forward, worth living. And you may want to then create a collage of pictures that represents these things and maybe other dreams that you have about your future. I would suggest you make a vision board. You create a collage and you put it somewhere that you can see it. And you keep looking at that every day and allow yourself, I mean, you know, you can really get into some mindfulness and meditation practice and really allow yourself to envisage, envision See yourself in that place, allow yourself to relax and see yourself in the sort of life that is where you want to go. I tell you, your mind, your imagination are so powerful in drawing you towards the life that you create in your mind in your imagination. There's a story of this guy in one of the wars. He was a prisoner of war. He was in a small confined space for about seven years and the story is that he went through his mind in his imagination. He played a a round of golf every day for seven years. And when he came out of that small, confined space, he played a round of golf and actually scored 76, which is an incredible score for someone who hasn't played for seven years. And it's actually an incredible feat for someone who has been confined physically for seven years. So it just goes to show the power of our mind, the power of our imagination. It is beyond what we have fathomed, to be honest. Here's another example. Just imagine for a moment that you are biting into a crisp, crunchy Granny Smith apple. As you imagined that... Did you get a sense of the saliva building up in your mouth? Tell me this, were you actually crunching into a crisp green Granny Smith apple? No, and yet your body reacted as if you were. So I want to tell you, as you focus on a future worth living for, as you focus on the things beyond this current disordered eating space, as you focus on a life worth living, you will move towards that. It's a really important part of recovery. It's a really important thing to hold on to as you go through the more difficult process of gaining weight from a low weight. I am not suggesting this is easy. I think you need to be, you know, doing it with support, and I think you need to be feeding your body and conquering or challenging stepping on those giants of fear in your thinking as you go forward. Some of that is simply getting the knowledge about the truth. Not the things that eating disorder lies to you, but the truth of what is actually going to happen as you start to refeed your body. It is not nearly as bad as the eating disorder ramped up by the starvation process would have you believe. So I'm going to post all of this in the in the notes with this podcast and I am here to help you recover a life worth living get in touch with me michelle at michellesparks.com come to my website michellesparks.com if I can help support you in this journey as I have supported others it would be my greatest privilege and pleasure to do that so until next time travel well